Dudes to Dads, brought to you by Dad University, is a podcast to help men understand and navigate the transition of being a single dude into a family man. How do we make sense of it all? Well, we probably won't be able to, but let's go ahead and have some fun trying. And we are back. We are back. I'm Jason Kreidman. I'm Alan Bush. And this is Dudes to Dads, episode 168. Wow. Yep. We got a doozy for today. <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course, you know, as I always say, none of these have anything to do with my life. <laughs> right. I don't pick topics that I'm having difficulty with. This is really just one big psychology experiment. It is. Uh, <laughs> and working out. It is therapy for me. Therapy. <laughs> <laughs> so this one is called How to Get Your Child to Listen. Yeah. Okay. Raising a good listener. Yeah. Basically, we just want our kids to obey us right. and follow our directions at all times. Sure. And so this is the way to do it. Totally realistic. Um, no, it's funny. I, I, I had probably mentioned at some point that I wanted to write a book called 1,000 Times. And that was how many times it takes to tell your children to do something before they actually get it. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, is it? do you think it's an age thing? I'm imagining that. Well, maybe not. No. The answer is <laughs> that it is our fault. Okay. I'm actually taking the blame. All right. There, there are certain aspects, you know, and here's what's funny, because I was having some issues with this. Yeah. And I'm like, I really got to do an episode about this because I need to research this <laughs> yeah. and learn. And it really is good because it brings back up things that you say, oh, of course, I already, I already know that. Yeah. Like, of course I should yeah. be doing that. Yeah. And so it, it allows me and the millions of other listeners sure. to kind of, you know, set a focus and say, okay, you know what? I need to be doing these things a little better. Totally. So we, in episode 144, talked about 11 ways to improve your listening skills. Mm -hmm. So that was something that was fairly recent. But what about, or, and that was for the adults, um, but I want to focus this one on how to get your kids to listen to you. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a big problem, you know, and it's not, not just myself. I mean, I, I have this issue and talk with many parents who have a very similar issue. Sure, sure. So I think there's certainly commonalities, but I think it can be greatly affected and improved by our actions. You know, of course, just like anything that we can learn how to deal with these things better. Right. So I don't think the problem is so much the child's fault. It actually is ours, <laughs> which I hate to admit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and usually, you know, when we talk about listening, it means that we want them to do something that they are supposed to do anyways, you know? Yeah. The, I guess that was, that was my question I had in the back of my mind is that, what do you mean by listening? It's one thing to sit there and go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just sit there and listen to you. But another thing to, like you said, take an action or. Yeah. It's something we want them to do. They yeah. should have done. Right. We had already told them to do it, yeah. you know, and that could be anything from eating, cleaning, but I mean, all that stuff, getting sure. dressed, getting yeah. ready in the morning. I mean, there's a ton of examples. Right. And we'll go over them. All right. Um, but we often, you know, resort to repeating ourselves, nagging, ignoring the problem, thinking that that'll help. <laughs> uh, there's just a lot. So if we're to do the opposite and actually do what might be effective, we're not going to repeat ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're going to take action quickly. <laughs> and we're going to allow natural consequences to happen. And so yes. that's what I'm going to talk about. We've, and we have had touched on this before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Natural Many. consequences came up before. Yeah. So this is starting with 
most likely toddler age. I mean, they have to be able to understand some things. Sure. You know, the difficulty with someone with a toddler is that they're still figuring out the world. So yes. a lot of things don't make sense. Um, they make sense to us, but mm. they don't make sense to the toddler. <laughs> so you got to keep that with a grain, you know, that's a little bit of grain of salt with that. And this doesn't happen overnight. I mean, sure. this is something that evolves. And as your children get a little bit older into elementary school age and such, um, it begins to click. Everyone's, yeah. you know. We've talked about, sorry to digress so much, but like w- w- toddler, what age group is that? Uh, t- t- three-ish, two, okay. two, three, four. Yeah, like, like, like when they're walking and kind of have a yeah, no, they're talking. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they're okay. talking. Gotcha. Um, That's kind of what I thought. I just wanted to be, be Yeah, clear. they just still, still don't make sense of the world. I mean, they're pr- it's, it's, t- it's like before preschool. Yeah. You know, but preschool, they're maybe five. Yeah, you know, right. That okay. kind of thing, or kindergarten. Totally makes sense. Um, and so, you know, it really is a long, drawn-out process of pain of, of teaching them. So what are the things that we can do? You know, because once they get into the teen years, you're hoping that you've trained them fairly well mm-hmm. or that you've coached them along so that they can take care of themselves and yeah. you're not going to be asking them to do a bunch of things. Now, there is a whole set of new problems with teens. For sure. So you want to try to eliminate some of that stuff early. Yeah. And get it on the right track so yeah. that it doesn't get worse <laughs> as they get into teens. When the hormones start kicking in. Yeah. So let's go over some ways that we can improve the child's listening skills and or how we deliver the information. Okay. So the first one is monkey see, monkey do, which is pretty much the top of every one of our lists. Mm-hmm. This means you got to check yourself and make sure that you are listening to your kids when they ask something of you. Mm-hmm. And you got to really be honest about that mm-hmm. is because it will happen where your child will ask you something. You say, yeah, 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 I'll do it later. Or yeah, 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 I'll get to that. Or yeah, sure. No, no problem. And then you don't follow through Yeah, and you don't do it. So you have to, if you want your child to listen to you and you're going to have the expectation that all of a sudden they're going to be listening, you have to listen as well. Sure. It's pure and simple. They're going to, they're going to see how you act and how you do it. Yeah. The second one is, Use less words. So, you know, if you can use one word, that's the best. Like as an example, yeah, upstairs. Yeah. (laughs) Eat. You know, they're not eating their food. A phoneme. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, we often confuse our kids with too many words. Yeah. You know, too many commands that are involved. You know, hey, it's nighttime. You need to go to sleep. And so make sure you're going up the stairs. But I mean, no, upstairs. Right. It's just one word, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that is something that, uh, you know, just use less communication, actually. (laughs) Just one word, cavemen. Right. They're cave people. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The third thing, create a routine. You know, making a morning or evening schedule is going to help them have to hear less commands. Yeah. And we talked about how to do that with actually building it together correct? so that they have involvement with their own rules. Absolutely. Yeah. They're going to help create their morning schedule and their evening schedule. Previous episodes of... Yeah. So now keep in mind, the schedule can crumble quickly if you don't stick to it or, or you know, the cause of the schedule not to be followed is you. Sure. Meaning you're not referring to the schedule, you're not trying to keep that schedule, and you're not teaching them about the schedule. Having something posted and creating a schedule then means nothing. Right. You know, oh, it's this, you know, this 
it's this special occasion and you know well i should say special occasions are fine but then you know every so often or it becomes more frequent that you know they're staying up later yeah. or they're doing this later or this something changes and so yeah, yeah. you got to figure that one out um the fourth thing ask questions so instead of giving commands ask them a question because children young children especially like to answer questions mm -hmm that they know the answer to. Right. So instead of saying, get upstairs, mm -hmm. it says, you know, hey, what do we do next after we've put the dishes away? Right. Oh, you know, and maybe the answer is go upstairs and take a bath or yeah. a shower or whatever, you know, or what do we do after we take a bath? Yeah. Brush our the answer teeth. would be brush your teeth. Right. And so <laughs> you allow them to provide the answer. Yeah. And rather than giving them a command. And that's a really good one. Um, I like that. Especially topic. when they're young. Yeah. Because they you know? do, they, like you said, they definitely, they know the answer and they want to answer for yeah, it. Yeah. As they get a little bit older, and if you haven't done too much of that or so, they uh, they will often um, either pretend they don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that often happens. Or they'll say, I know. They just don't want to do it. Right. So yeah. we get a we get a lot of I knows yeah, yeah. in our house. So yeah. I said, well, if you knew it, yeah, yeah. why is it not well, then being you know done? to do it then? Right. <laughs> hey, that's that's a good one. You're a poet and you don't even know it. <laughs> Number five, positive reinforcement. So when they are doing what they're, you know, what they're supposed to and they're or they're listening to something that you're talking about, make a big deal about it. Mm -hmm. You know? Gosh, you know, you you were so helpful getting, you know, to into the car on time this morning. You know, I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. You know, something, you, whatever. Hey, you know, when we were going to sleep last night, you got straight, you went straight up the stairs, read the book, and like, you know, there was no argument. That was awesome. You know, the positive reinforcement goes a long way. They right. really, really like that positive yeah. reinforcement rather than having to yell. Sure. Number six, be direct. So saying things, something like, you know, Maybe you should clean up your room. That's kind of a wishy-washy thing to say. It's mm -hmm. so like, maybe you should, you know? <laughs> or, I think it would be a good idea if you put your dishes away. <laughs> you know? Those are kind of like maybes. Yeah. Um, and ominous if you're like part of the mafia or something. <laughs> yeah. In, instead, it's, please clean your room. Right. Straightforward. Yeah. Or, your dishes need to be put away after dinner. Right. It's it's straightforward. Yeah. Now, I think it's better to ask the question because it allows them to have that input and to mm -hmm. think about what they're doing. Right. But if you're going to be direct, be direct. Yeah. You know, if you're not going to ask the question, just don't be wishy-washy about it. Um, number seven, make sure you have their attention. So, you know, when they're in the middle of a video game or they're watching TV and you yell out a command, they aren't going to hear you. So, you know, having eye contact is something that you're going to want. Um, if you have to turn off whatever's going on first or pause it and then, you know, have the discussion, um, you know, yelling upstairs or down a hall, same kind of thing. You, you're probably not getting their full attention. Yeah, right. you know, hey, blah, 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 you know, down. If it's really important, Go directly to them, look in their eye, and say it. Yeah. You know, and, Just, and you even say, hey, do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Did know? me stomping up the stairs get you some clarification of what right. you need to do right now? <laughs> right. You want to make sure you have their attention. And if you don't, go back and get that first. Right. You know, that sh probably should have been number one. Sure. Uh, you know, before but, anything else, yeah, you but have to have their that attention. That always, yeah, you know, diverge from that sometimes. So. And 
the most important thing about getting children to listen, okay? This is this is the end all be all most to me if you take one if you have one takeaway. <laughs> number 8, natural consequences. Okay? Right. Now, we've spoken about natural consequences and I'll I'll try to articulate this the best that I can. So you have to let consequences happen when the child is not listening or doing what they are supposed to be doing. So I'll give you an example. If the child is consistently late for school, now you have to look and make sure you're not the one late and you're not the one hurrying out the door. Like if you're literally waiting, whether it's in the car, you're yelling at your child to hurry up, you know, all of that. Yeah. If you have another child, so you have two, this you have to be aware of this. <laughs> okay. Or, or and you or you have a spouse at home, this this can help too. Yeah, okay. So here's what you would do. You'd say, Hey, you know, first of all, you'd give them a warning mm-hmm. and you'd say, Hey, whether it's hey, tomorrow morning when you get up, if you're not ready by seven thirty, the car is leaving either way. <laughs> okay? Right. right. Now, you can do that if you have a spouse at home mm. and or you have another child that needs to be at school, who, who you need to get to school. Yeah. Now, if you have an only child or you're a single parent or whatever, and you don't have the ability to do that, then the other option is to say, we are leaving at 7.30 or we are not going. Right. And in either case, you have to follow through. Now, the child might get in trouble at school. Mm-hmm. They could get suspended, detention, whatever it is. Yeah. So what? Right. You actually have to let that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I have heard instances of this working, it happening. Some people think it's cruel. It works. Sure. And what will happen is that your child will understand how important and serious that is. Yeah. Because what happens is, is when you are yelling at them and you're saying, hurry up, blah, 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 that becomes the crutch and they understand that like that is not as bad as them being ready or doing whatever. Like, it's less worse. They're okay with you with themselves being yelled at or whatever because they don't, they don't have to hurry. They can take more time. They can watch TV, whatever it is. Yeah. So if you actually follow through with that, they know you are not kidding around. Right. And it's hard. It's hard. I'm, I'm admitting it's, it's hard to do as a parent, but you have to do it. Yeah. You know, I like the idea of natural consequences. Obviously, to an extent, you don't want a kid to be hurt. No, you, know, you have to keep their safety put them in, in mind. danger, of yes. course. You know, but I do like, like you said, the consequences aren't life threatening or anything. They're actually there to kind of teach them. Yeah, a they, lesson. the car's leaving and they're not dressed. They yeah. they wear their pajamas to school. <laughs> right. Now, so you want to go to school? Like now, that? here's what'll happen. You know, there are kids certainly who won't care about yeah, that. They have that like attention grabbing thing, or well, or they just don't care about quote pleasing anybody. You know, they're <laughs> like they're going to do what they're going to do. Now, as kids get older they are more inclined to probably not care, want to miss school. Like all the stuff that you're going to try to use against them is not going to work as well. It's going to work better when they're younger. (laughs) And so if you're getting to a point when they're older and these kinds of things are having to be done, you 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 might have to look at a couple different things. So I'll give you another example that might work is an alarm clock. Mm -hmm. So many parents will wake up their children in the morning and that's fine when they're really young but children ultimately should use an alarm clock and be responsible for getting themselves up in the morning mm-hmm. 
Now, some kids might have difficulty getting up. Mm -hmm. I'm going to guess that the reason they often do it is because they are underslept. Mm -hmm. And you know, they, they need to go to bed earlier. Yeah. That's part of it. Mm -hmm. They're not getting enough sleep. Yeah, of course they're tired. So they need to go to sleep earlier. Right. So there's the excuse that it's like, well, they just have trouble getting up. Well, they should need to go to bed earlier. Right. You know, or, or figure out better ways for them to get up. So the alarm becomes their own responsibility. And maybe there's a training period where, you know, the alarm goes off and then you help, but they're weaning, you're weaning off. You, that it's your responsibility to wake them up. I also think the consistent bedtimes is a big deal. And mm -hmm. I've, I've noticed that with my friends with kids or people or even cousins that I've had when they went to bed consistently at a certain time, then even if they were allowed to stay up a little bit later, they're really sleepy by that yeah. time. You know, so they're like, Ugh, and they just knock out anyway. So like, and, and then they get up bright and early and generally right. speaking, their days, the normal routine. Right. So yeah, like I told you. And here's the thing. Now, if a parent doesn't care about having to wake their kid up every day, and doesn't care about having to bug them, you know, that's their prerogative. Like, then it's maybe it's not as big of a problem. Mm -hmm. But you might find that you're going to deal with other problems of the child not being as self-sufficient as you may want. Right. Now, if you're okay with that, then no, yeah. who cares? Then you're fine. <laughs> right. But to hear some parents complain about that, like, oh, I'm always having to get them up or I'm always yeah. having, to, you know, that's where it's difficult. It's like, you have to look at what's going on and why are they not getting up and are they responsible for themselves at a certain point? Yeah. You get to decide what that is, whether sure. that is, you know, elementary school, junior high school, high school, or you're going to wait until they're in college, you <laughs> right. know? Yeah. I mean, either way, yeah. it's, or they're 35 and still living at home and that's fine too. If everybody's happy, who cares? Yeah, exactly. You know, that, that, that guy on the news, it's 30 yeah. years old yeah. and his parents are evicting him from their house. Oh, Did you hear about this? No. Oh, goodness. Uh, um, yeah, it's pretty funny. It's kind of sad. So, you know, you just have, you know, I should say parents just want their kids to be self-sufficient and compliant, of course. Um, you know, it really comes down to how we are approaching the situation and how we are doing it. So for me to blame my kids for not listening, I have to check that and say, you know what? Am I really dealing with it in the best way possible? Right. You know, and I can see, you know, some of these things we do well. Some of these things we don't. Like we've tried to have routines, we have schedules. You know, I ask them questions. I do these. I try. I probably could give them more positive reinforcement. You know, or certain things, or, or being direct. I mean, we all are. We all have the ability to improve what it is. And yeah. for me, them listening is really important. So I need to look at myself and be like, okay, well, what can I do better instead of thinking that it's always their fault? Sure. Because I can tell you, and many times I think it's their fault. <laughs> right. And and after doing this, I'm like, oh wow, oh, it's not my, it's yeah. not their fault. It's not. I yeah. mean, they're still learning the ways of the world. Yeah, and they're testing out the waters this as much. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I I just think you know these are the types of activities we need to do to to get them to you know listen and follow our commands. <laughs> exactly. Military style. <laughs> so, Alan, if anyone has any comments, feedback, suggestions, what should they do? They should email us, podcast at dudes2dads.com, or hit us up on our many social media outlets, Twitter at dudes2dads, Facebook, dudes2dads.com, YouTube, Dudes to Dads and Dad University. Go there. Some great videos by Jason related to Dad University. And that overlaps a lot of stuff we talk about here. And please go to iTunes and Stitcher or any other place you see our podcast. 
hit that five star or a thumbs up and leave a review and subscribe to those networks that it helps perpetuate our show. Awesome. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. So uh, do you think you're a good listener? I'm totally a good listener. A good <laughs> obeyer is a whole different thing. <laughs> right on. All right. Well, with that, uh, thanks, Alan, Thank as you. always. And uh, we'll see you next time. See you next time.